0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 507 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Today's topic is... We don't really have a topic. We're just going to be talking about some of the stuff we're playing and an extended What We Played segment. Uh, obviously, we have the news. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for this episode? Maybe something new you played? I don't have anything. I don't think... Hey.
1: I'm gonna talk about some newish stuff. Like I know Corey and I are gonna discuss a little tunic because I'm curious um, about his thoughts. We talked, we texted a little bit about it, but I'll be talking about like Deathloop, more more Ghostwire, stuff like that.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, I don't have anything new, but I'll be I'll be adding more to the games that I've already been playing uh, to talk about. So, Corey, we'll start with you. Uh, what have you been playing? Because you you weren't on last last week's episode.
2: Yeah, I uh, I was away um, this past week for about five days, so I didn't get to play a ton of things, but I did beat Triangle Strategy. Hey, uh, yeah, I love, well done. I love that game. That's a really fun game. And it was a pleasure. It was one of those games that um, when you when you have time set aside and uh, you sit down to play, it's something that you it's special. You know, yep. it feels that time feels special. Yeah, um, agreed. That's the kind of game that it is. Uh, I was interested in the new game plus mode. I don't know how how spoilery we want to get about it, Dan. I will say um, after I beat it, I did do some research about how your choices impact the game. Yeah, Um, me too. And I found out that I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there is a what they call the golden route through the game. Um, So when I was talking about it last, I was saying how all the choices are shades of gray and there are no right and wrong answers. Turns out there are right answers to everything. Which takes a little bit away from it for me, but I also understand, like, every game should have a quote-unquote canon version of it. Um, And I think the only difference is, well, not only the difference in the outcome, but you get a couple extra chapters of gameplay if you do the golden route. Um, Which, as I understand it, is impossible if you're not doing New Game Plus mode. Or is very, very difficult if you're not doing New Game Plus. Huh. Oh, it's cool. I like that. Uh, But the choices I made weren't even close to what they wanted you to do for the golden route anyway. I think I might have made like one of the choices correctly. But about mid-game, I started being unable to influence my team the way I wanted it to go anyway. Um, Despite me repeatedly playing the encampment battles to try to level up my characters and upgrade them, um, assume, assuming that that made a difference because when that happened I would get the... Yeah, um, the little
0: notification yeah, that your convictions, convictions were strengthened. Have been strengthened.
2: Yep. Um. So I was thinking I was doing stuff and there's this one battle in the encampment that I, I did probably five times just trying to level up my team so I could uh, try to make a certain decision the way I wanted it to go but it just didn't work out for me. Um, but one thing that's nice about the New Game Plus mode is it puts all that information out in front of you and tells you... Um, what uh, a st- stat you need to, I forget what the convictions are, Um, like Liberty, do you remember what they are, Dan? They mentioned them in the game early on, but there's like yeah. four uh, categories of persona that you have to embody in order to level them up, and then um, you could attract certain characters to your team, but all that information is front and center in the New Game Plus mode, so you can kind of see what choices you need to make in order to unlock certain characters um, and, and influence your team the right way, so I am curious about the new game plus mode. You keep all your levels and, and uh, upgrades and all that stuff, but I think I'm just going to trade in Triangle Strategy. Uh-huh. Um, get the most value from it while I can. It's still worth like 35 bucks as a trade-in right now. So uh-huh. um, I'll probably do that and just look forward to whatever they do next with Triangle Strategy. Um, I even said, like, in the last, last time we talked about this game, I even mentioned how... Um, I wanted there to be a class structure to play around with, but um, I didn't really, by the end of the game, I didn't find myself missing that as much as I thought I would. A job system, I should say. Um, Because the characters are unique enough that the abilities you have, even by the end of the game, are fun and interesting and a lot of uh, fun ways to play around with those abilities.
1: Um, I was gonna say, Corey, isn't there um, like progression through like classes with like specific characters, like it can't Anna like like become different classes, but like on a linear path? Uh, if
2: that makes sense, mm, kind of. I mean, you can unlock. There are certain abilities that you can choose one or the other that kind of change the gameplay a little bit to make it feel a little bit different, like a class within a class. If that's what you're asking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Fire Emblem, how, like, the wyvern rider could become a wyvern warrior or whatever like that, but, like, it's on a fixed path, like, through progression.
2: Yeah, kind of. It's not not like you're choosing a different class. It's just how you customize your abilities. You can kind of change a character's, uh, you know, the way you use them in battle. Um, But speaking of the battles, I found myself, especially at the end, being like, wow, these are really well set up. Yeah, agreed. Um, Like the ways the opportunities to strategize and come up with your own way to beat a battle is it's just really great how they figure that's something that's I don't know, because I've never developed a video game, but that's probably the most challenging part of developing a video game is creating that balance on those maps that allow you to be creative enough to, you know, basically come up with your own strategy and beat it however you want. Um, I'm thinking specifically about one battle where you had to escort the uh, Roselle across the bridge. Oh, um, did you do that one, Dan? I did. So we we picked the same ending then. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say I got the Frederica ending. That's what I did too. Okay, um, <laughs> it's funny, yep. funny how did. that works. Yeah. Uh, so that's a. I think that might have been the last battle, actually. But, yeah, that um, was the
0: last battle. That really? was a, that was amazing. That battle, by the way, it it was it was challenging too.
2: I think it took yeah. me three or four tries um, before I finally got it and figured out a strategy that worked. I ended up uh, using the ice mage. So, just I'll back up a little bit because I think getting into this might expose a little bit more about the game. But yeah, definitely. Um, you're you're in this battle. Your team is rescuing. I think it's three characters, um, and the qualifications to beat the battle are that you cannot allow any of the people you're escorting to die and you also have to kill the commander of the other team's army so you have to protect these three characters that are very squishy they can really only take like two hits um and you also can't control them and you also can't control them and you have to go after the other team's commander and kill him uh there is an evac point for the roselle that you're escorting but they have to cross this long bridge and of course high up uh, up above on the waterfall are archers that are shooting at those characters too. So you kind of got to give them a little support. Uh, but what I ended up doing was taking the ice mage and putting up an ice wall on the bridge so that the Roselle couldn't move. Uh-huh. Um, so I kept them on the that right corner where you start the battle long enough for the rest of my army, not the entirety of my army, because I had to keep a little defense there because there are some mounted characters on the enemy force that can cross the bridge re- relatively quickly and get through the ice wall um but i kept them all contained to that right corner using that ice wall and you were able to take my stronger characters up the mountain a little bit to kill the commander uh but it took me like i said 3 or 4 tries to really figure out that that was the optimal strategy for for the way my team was built yeah um but yeah again like just the 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 effort and balance and um tweaking that went into those battles is just really great. And, and we also made a comment that we wish there were more battles, but honestly, by the end of the game, that was another thing that I just like adapted to, you know, cause we, t- we compared it a lot to final fantasy tactics where ba- the whole game is basically battling and there's a little right. talking in between and some shopping, but um, it's, it's basically all battles. But in this game, I just found myself so endeared to the characters and the story by the end of it, that I was grateful that it spent so much time on that stuff. Um, and I think with the addition of the encampment battles that you could go back to as much as you wanted, I think there was a, a, a perfect balance of battles to exposition. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, totally agree.
1: Now, real quick, I actually wanted to ask the two of you, because now that I have a Switch OLED now, so I'm actually going to like start playing this a lot more, um, is the voice acting, did you get used to it and or like it by the end of it? Because I know that was a sticking point for all of us.
2: I wouldn't say I liked it, by the ending, but I didn't... I stopped caring about
1: yeah.
0: some of the lower quality
1: voice yeah, I, acting. I, I stopped s-
2: noticing it.
0: Yep, same here. 100%. Yeah.
1: So you get used to it, basically. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Alright.
2: Uh, I'm excited to see what they do next. I hope there's another game. Uh, it sounds like, based on what you guys said last time, it sold enough that that very well could be the case.
1: Mhm. I think there might be... Um... I think Tactics Ogre might get a the two D remake treatment next. I'm starting to feel because they've trademarked the Tactics Ogre franchise. Nice. So I think that comes out, and then it'll be Final Fantasy Tactics. I'd be into Uh, that. Yeah, but I also don't want Triangle Strategy to go away too. You know, I don't want it to be a one off.
2: Right. Certainly not. Um. The. The Golden route also has a unlock of a character that I really like throughout the game that I won't spoil, but I think that, that that's pretty cool. It's almost like the incentive to replay the game is just to get that one character on your team.
0: Yeah, um, there, 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 there seem to be a lot of that sort of stuff, too. Um, yeah. I I do plan on playing it again at some point. Uh, I will try to get the, the Golden Route, but I would also, I think, have a hard time uh, ab- abandoning the ending that I ended up choosing, you know, just, just the way all that played out, like, and knowing how it played out, you know, in my head, obviously. Uh, and I'll have a hard time picking other things, but I'd, I'd like to do that, you know.
2: And that's what happened to me with Mass Effect, Dan. You remember, yeah. I didn't want to replay it at any point. I, I mean, I ended up doing it with the Legendary Edition, but I didn't want to go back and replay it. I didn't want to to change the the experience and the story that I built with my character.
1: Yeah. It's so. funny with Mass Factor. I've replayed it a bunch of times and I've chosen the same stuff every single time. I can't deviate from it and I don't know why.
2: Um I think that's a good point, Will, because I that's definitely how I used to be, but I think I've changed enough as a person since the first time I played the game that the the decisions when I was playing the legendary edition, I knew they were different, but they they also seemed like the right decision to me at the time I was playing you know what I mean like I don't I still feel like I made the right decision it's just I've just changed enough as a person that it still felt like the right decision even though it was a different decision than I made 15 years ago or whenever Mass Effect came out
1: like you don't feel bad that you chose something else because you've kind of grown as a person a little bit more and you're like you know what this probably is the right decision to make
2: right right yep yep um so that's triangle strategy. Should I go into some of the other games yeah. I played? Yeah, or, um I tried a little tunic, which I'll I'll wait till Will goes to talk more about that just because I didn't give it a ton of time and we'll talk about why. Um then. But I also tried on Game Pass the Dungeons of Nhibeluk. I can't pronounce it. It's a game, it's one of the Game Pass games, it's a D uh kind of inspired comedy fantasy dungeon crawler. Um, but yeah, it draws, draws a lot from Dungeons & Dragons in terms of uh, the RPG elements, the way combat works, all that stuff, but uh, focuses on the comedic side of dungeoneering. Um, I'm not that far into it. I Honestly, I just got through the tutorial. Uh, it was a longer tutorial, which I don't really like in games, but uh, did a pretty good job of introducing you to all the elements of the game and then as of last night it just gave me the notice that said okay you're on your own now um but not really didn't really play it enough to to get a good feel and talk about but i do there's a lot of promise there it's at least it at least seems like the type of game that i like to play strategic role playing those kinds of things um so a lot of promise there um I played a little Elden Ring last night. I was going to ask
0: you if, you, if you've if you continued to play Elden Ring, because we haven't really talked about it in a couple weeks, I don't think. Yeah, and it's
2: my usual, my usual path with the Souls games is I play them like crazy and get highly addicted to them, and then slowly start to get a little burnt out when I get towards the end of the game, and then find myself getting to the point where I'm only playing it to beat it, which isn't fun. Right. Um, not saying I'm not enjoying what I'm playing. It's just, like I said, it kind of just gets to the point where I'm just a little burnt out in the world and um, kind of sick of, you know, just trying to level up. And there's far fewer places to discover and explore. Um, and you're basically just trying to beat bosses to advance through the game. And it just takes a little little bit away from it still a fantastic game don't get me wrong but um i'm at that point now in elden ring that i've gotten to in all the other souls games i always end up powering through and beating them but um i'm at the altus plateau now okay
0: i haven't gone up there too much yet yeah I'm is that the spot where there? are like if you go straight up the path there's a big dragon um, I don't know. Swap? I've, I've,
2: yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Okay. Um, there, I've run into quite a few dragons at this point. Um, Have you been able to beat I'm... any of them? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I beat. I can't remember which one. There was one I missed early on, that one I just swap. never saw. Yes, uh, very early on that I recently uncovered and, and beat. But I'm like, I'm level. I think I'm level 68, and in my intelligence is. 50, no I'm level yeah I'm level 68 and my intelligence is 58 so just all my points almost all my points have gone into intelligence just to make my spell casting really strong um which is nice because if I'm able to use the mount it's pretty easy to kill just about anything because I can just circle them and fire glintstone shards at them uh-huh. um, with intelligence that high and I have the uh, talismans that increase my cast speed. Uh, I use the swift Glintstone shard, which is the fastest one. So it uses very little FP, but with such high intelligence, it does enough damage that I just fire off like three of those and it kills any enemy. Um, Bosses are obviously much more difficult, but any, you know, just random mob I can destroy fairly easily just by running around and firing Glintstone shards at them. Um, So it's gotten pretty easy for me to level up at this point if I want to spend the time to grind. uh, But I'm still kind of, exploring the the altus plateau and and trying to figure out where to go there um running into some bosses that are giving me some challenges but yeah Yeah. that's pretty much where i'm at i found the i finally found the merchant that sells the festering finger the one that allows you to invade other worlds but Uh he's it's the one that has an unlimited supply of them there's another one i discovered early on that only had like five of them but Uh um this one in the altus plateau Plateau has unlimited in there, three three thousand runes each. Um, so that will probably give me some fun for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's just invading people and trying to kill them. It's always tough though because when you when you choose to invade someone, you it only allows you to invade someone who has at least one other person with them. Um, and it always seems like I invade the people who are like doing something nefarious with people in China, you know, like it always seems like I'm invading someone who has these OP characters that just wipe me out in sure. one swing or one cast, or I don't know. It's just bad luck. It, but again, I don't know what kind of matchmaking goes into that aspect of the game, the multiplayer. I, I don't know if it's none or a lot of
0: it. I, I have no idea.
2: Right. Um, but I appreciate the mystery.
0: Yeah. I, I, Got away from Elden Ring a little bit. I think when the new Fortnite season started, because that was I, I play that exclusively. But I've I've gotten back into playing like a couple hours every night. I was up until actually like three, three a.m. last night playing Elden Ring because for a while there I kind of got stuck and you know I couldn't advance and there as far as I could tell there was no other areas that I could explore. Um, but once you overcome that and you find a new area, then it's like, it's, you're right back into it. You know, like I, I didn't want to stop when I stopped uh, very early this morning. Um, yep. I'm in the under still, I'm, I've been exploring the underground area. Yeah, um, I'm at the lake, rot, rot lake area. I'm not sure I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty deep into the, into the underground stuff. Um, it's okay. crazy all the like I I can't believe how big the game is. I I still yeah. feel like I'm not even close to beating it. But I have no idea. I could be right on the doorstep. I yeah. think I've put 55 hours into it. Um and it's not just it's not
2: just big in that there's a lot of ground to cover. It's big in that like every area has a unique yeah. setting applied to it, a unique style applied to it. The, U- the unique enemies,
0: yeah. It's
2: population. Like th- there's something to uncover in every nook and cranny, you know. Um, but there's which you're... quest lines that I've,
0: I've, you know, I, I, I want to say, like, I didn't really do much questing in the other Souls games. Like maybe if yeah. if one like was dropped right in front of you. Yep. I would do it, but I found myself doing that a lot more in, in Elden Ring than, than in other games, and, and you know, involving myself in the lore a little bit more. Um, yeah. Did um, you happen to... Sorry, I didn't no, mean to ahead. cut you off. Um,
2: th- One cool area I just sort of stumbled into fairly recently was this like, foggy sort of uh... what's the word? Like, dragon infested uh... Grasslands with big wizard towers in them. There's like four wizard towers in there. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, it's up above the that manor. I think so. Yeah, uh, the north northwest corner of the map. What's that all about? That that that's where I was. That's where I was questing because I there was okay. there's one spot in the so- like southwest Liernia Leir- that I wanted to go to. So I like, so I looked it up. I was like, how do you know how do I get to wherever? And apparently, it's up there somewhere. And I right. got involved in a quest line up there, and that's that's what I've been working on now. Okay. So, um, yeah, there, yeah, there's a dragon up there, and then there's there's three towers. Um, and it's it is it's fo- Lake Dense Fog, and it's you know mysterious. It's just neat, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. The exploration is just it's great. It kind of um
2: makes me wonder, you know, what kind of cues, uh, developer like. Bethesda is going to take from a game like this because you know they have big open worlds too, but they're not as cleverly and uniquely populated as Elden Ring is. You know, yeah. it might it might feel like a step back when we get our finally get our hands on Starfield. In in that respect, I know that Starfield is right. going to do a lot of things very differently, and they're very different types of games. But at least in terms of um, making the world feel unique throughout, yeah. is is a challenge. That I mean, that, I, I think that's kind of... go ahead. Well.
1: I was going to say, I'm actually kind of worried about it being a step back because, like, Colin Moriarty makes this point, you know, like with the Bethesda game style where, like, you talk to an NPC and it immediately centers their face and they talk to you and, like, it's, like, static, they're barely moving, you know, that whole thing they do. Like, after playing games like Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West and all that and how dynamic conversations are, like, is Bethesda going to be able to deviate from their usual, like, deck that they do? Like, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. You
2: know so yep and it's my, my most anticipated game remaining this year for sure is is starfield so i'm i have high yeah. hopes and i know i'm gonna hold it up to high scrutiny uh, as a result so those are all good points and and i'm curious to see what the final result will look like
0: yeah i'm just i'm, I'm continually floored by by the world in elden ring and it's so big and so diverse and I don't know. Like, I, I just can't imagine the 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 workforce, you know, creating this thing. You know, it just it boggles my mind. And I,
2: you're right. And I see a product like this, and I'm like, the people who worked on this had to have loved working on this. Yeah, you know, like you can just feel their passion, in their effort is just it's apparent in the game. And yeah. you're right, it's 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 incredible <laughs> wanting to. I still wish the game was a little bit different, you know? I still sure. have that feeling of, you know, I wanted something a little bit more unique other than Dark Souls. a Souls game right. on steroids, you know? Sure. Uh, but that said, it's it's still a very, very awesome, fantastic game. I, I don't want to take away from it in that way at all. But um, again, another developer and in, in series, I'm just excited to see what, where they go next with it. I can't imagine. Uh, they don't do another Elden Ring or a
0: spiritual successor to Elden Ring. But I keep, Do you think this? Oh, go ahead. I keep wanting them to do other IPs in, in the Dark Source, Dark Souls formula. You know, like a yeah. like a Legend of Zelda game in the Dark Source, right? Dark Souls formula, I think would be. I think uh, I don't know. I think it's
2: be- I think the better way is for other developers to adopt the more Souls Souls style games style and you know let from software you know come up with the next thing Um, sure i don't know i i I guess i'm indifferent on that but well it would be it would be
0: like you know how the warriors games are adapted to other other ips
2: right yeah yeah similar to that great good example Yep. um i have some games on my list that i've been wanting to play i just haven't had the time to jump into them uh, another game pass game is weird west that i been wanting to play um that looks pretty cool uh we played Fortnite. me, yeah. me eric and dan played Fortnite not too long ago i it, i feel kind of bad because i get impatient and honestly i feel like each of our losses if i didn't get impatient we might have done a little bit better like I, I genuinely feel like each of our well not losses because we were what like top 10 each time yeah um but each each time it was like my
0: fault for getting a little overzealous <laughs> no i i play i myself killed or... i play a bit aggressive yeah too i'm also like not i'm used to playing either solo or duos for the most part i i don't have a lot of experience with trios or squads so it, it, it's a different type of game gameplay right you have to play it a completely different way because you know you're instead of going against one or two enemies at a time who are working together you're going against three or four so you have to play a little bit more uh you know conservatively and defensively than you would in a in a, in a solo or duos game and point, i i yeah. have i have problems adjusting to that a little bit so
2: um, well, the new thing is build, no build mode, right? Yep, yep. Uh, that's, was that new this month? Is that when that come? Uh, out?
0: so that started with the, the new season this season. Okay.
2: Um, but I had a great time. I've always said, I really love Fortnite. I just don't play it because if I, I don't need another rocket league, you know, a game that yeah. I just play that I don't get anything new from, but I just love, and I'm, I'm addicted to, I don't need another addiction, uh, like that. So, um, I'll play with you guys. And honestly, I might play a little today just cause I had such a good time playing it's, the other day. with fun. you guys. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. And I love the no build mode because I was never good at that. I was never fast enough and crafty enough in order to use that to my advantage. So I never liked it, but, um, I don't know, just running around with you guys and hopping on the boat and all the stupid stuff we did and crashed into and blew up. And uh, it's just a blast. Uh, I, I totally understand why it's, it's is it's the most popular game right now right or is minecraft still uh i mean it's
0: up there it, it fell off for a little while uh, but it's it's kind of come back especially amongst the the br fans because of the no building
2: mm. uh, i was a no skin i got made fun of for being a no skin but i did
0: have <laughs> a rocket league ball attached to the back of
2: my uh-huh. character so i had a little swag uh in that respect but um yep really enjoyed playing Fortnite with you guys it's a good party game um speaking of rocket league i've gotten back into rocket league i bought the battle pass for the new season again because i'm a sucker uh it's just one of those games i'll probably never quit um even when i do quit i end up coming back to it just because i crave it and i crave the fun honestly The, the the music is a big part of it it's just fun to put the headset on blast that music and race around and score some goals and i always play the tournaments uh Typically, the midnight tournament is the one I hit the most. By that point, my, my wife has gone to bed, and it's just me hanging out. So it's a good time for me to jump into a tournament. Although, if I make it far, uh, you know, those things...
0: You could be up late. Uh, oh, you're muted, Corey. You were muted for a second there. Still can't hear you. Uh-oh. Or am I lagging?
1: Dan, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh-oh, Corey.
0: Corey's uh, put up his finger for one second. Um, so, an interesting thing about Rocket League and Corey—I don't know if you can hear me—but uh, one thing our dad was was telling me is that the the school, the local school that that he works for, that you know uh, my my son goes to, they uh, set up a, a computer lab for the esports team. And they were. That's I think that I think they were having tryouts relatively soon. But the game uh, that they were going to be trying out for was was Rocket League.
1: That's so cool. It is cool. Could you imagine, like our school that we went to doing no, that?
0: No, I was. I keep saying I was born at born at the wrong time. So <laughs> all
1: three
2: all three <laughs> yeah. of us would be on that team for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> We'd bring
0: we'd bust
2: Will up from the middle school. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Actually, I would have been in the elementary school at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah, good point. I told uh, I told dad that um, if they need me to to do my best, Will Farrell old Will Ferrell, old school impression, and you know, yeah. go back to high school to get on the team, I'm happy to do that.
0: That's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I thought that was cool. I, I, ideally, I'd like to watch some of that if I I got to get some more information. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that's becoming a thing because you know my kids are not into traditional sports like at all uh they don't nobody, they don't like baseball they don't like hockey they don't like football like none of that stuff so um if they're going to be participating in athletics in school in any form it's going to be like you know they're more non-traditional sports or esports so
2: what's nice about it too Dan is is you know there's so much to learn from sports um yeah. and I, and I don't mean traditional sports but just like team, teamwork yeah. any kind of team team effort you know you can benefit from and for people who aren't athletic or are into you know being athletic um this is an opportunity for them to get those skills without participating in those more traditional
0: sport activities yeah hold on my cat jumped up and knocked my okay there we go i thought the cat closed the uh <laughs> the chat window um, um... anything else Corey I don't think so, but I do, like, I,
2: I, I'm i just curious, you know, what games I should be paying attention to. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. I'm, I'm always looking for new things to play. Excuse me, one of my friends really wants me to play the Tiny Tina's game.
0: Oh, th- yeah, that looks really cool.
2: Yeah, uh, he said I'd really love it, and he was trying to get me, I guess Target did a buy two, get one game oh, yep. special something, and he was he's trying to convince me, he's like, I'll buy two games. You can get Tiny Tina's. You just need to give me like thirty-five bucks, and I'm like, I probably should have done that when you gave me that offer because now yeah. I want to buy it, but it's still, I think, full price. Yeah. Um, but I'll figure it out.
1: I'm looking for something I think that to play. is gonna go on sale very soon, by the way.
2: I do too. I just have that feeling that it's gonna be forty-five bucks before we know it. Yeah. Um, I'm also looking for something to play on the Switch. So if you guys have any recommendations, um, I'd love to hear it.
0: I know the. Nobody cru- saves the world. What's that?
1: Nobody saves the world. I know you played a little bit of a, on Xbox, Corey, but it's on Switch now.
2: Do you have to pay for it on Switch?
1: Probably, yeah.
2: Mm, maybe I'll just go back and play that on, on Xbox. I I did enjoy that.
1: It's worth I'm the. I'm kind of oh, in the. the
2: I'm kind of in the mood for like a Mario game. You know, A nice palate cleanser from Triangle Strategy and Elden Ring.
0: Kirby?
1: Um uh, yeah, Kirby. Kirby.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's the only game I I have anything to add to uh is is Kirby. I really like Kirby. It's it's kinda simplistic, but uh core one thing you'd appreciate, you know, we, we always talk about how uh, exploration has to mean something in, in, in a video game. So uh in, in Kirby the way they incentivize you to explore is you get uh upgrades to your abilities you unlock more Waddle Ds, or you find more hidden Waddle Dees that are the like creatures that live in a, in a town, uh, in the game. And the more you unlock those, the more buildings you unlock in the town and which give you access to, you know, upgrades and, and all this interesting stuff. So, um, mm. yeah, Kirby is this, you know, it's kind of a game that I'll throw on. Like if the kids are sitting in the living room, they like to watch, watch it. My, my twins like to play it. Uh, when they can, and uh, my my little one likes watching it because you know it's got all the, all the audio cues like that that attract kids' attention. You know the the no- all the noises like the Kirby makes, and when you change abilities, and then the 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 t- the song that they play when you like finish a level. It's all it's all very 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 pleasant. I'll say,
1: yeah, man, I want to play this really bad, Dan. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know that. You guys would necessarily get sixty-five dollars worth out of it, um, but it it is worth playing at the very least. So maybe wait for that rare Nintendo sale.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> Nintendo games have a charm to it that, like, if it's not worth gameplay wise, the sixty-five dollars, like the game, like the charm of it, at least, kind of makes up for it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's like a weird thing with Nintendo that only
0: they can do. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying it. It wasn't worth the 65 that I that I put into it. But it, I I don't know how long it is either. Uh, I don't know. I've probably played five or six hours, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how close I am to the end. Um, but you know, probably after I beat it, I won't. I won't play it. It's it's one I'll keep for the for the kids to play when they want to play it.
1: Yeah.
0: So. All right, well. What are you playing? Yeah,
1: I want to talk about Tunic with Corey for a okay. minute because, yeah, um, not I'm not arguing, but I'm surprised, Corey, that your reasoning that you put it down was because you didn't know what to do, but you play complex Souls games where they tell you nothing.
2: It's uh, yeah, well, it's it's literally I couldn't figure out where to go. It's not that I wasn't enjoying figuring out it's not that i wasn't enjoying figuring out where to go it's that i literally could not figure out where to go i was stuck in the same four screens over and over again you know what i mean
1: check under uh beneath or not beneath behind waterfalls
2: yeah i mean as far as i know i literally checked every corner there's uh, there's clearly something i'm missing like i get that but it's just not Like, the reason I haven't enjoyed the game is because I literally cannot figure out what to do or where to go. And I've been retreading the same four or five screens for, like, an hour. Like, believe me, I love games that don't hold my hand and that are challenging. But when I literally cannot figure out how to advance the game, it's not fun for me. So that's why I haven't enjoyed it.
1: So I only played, like, an hour as well. I mean, that's one of the games I'm definitely getting to. And I asked Evan, because he's played about eight hours of it. And I asked him, I told him what you said. And he kind of agreed. He said, he's like, I don't get as lost as your brother has. But he's like, there are moments where, yeah, like it tells you literally nothing and you have no clue. Because like with the game, it's like they have the, the instruction manual where you have to discover pages and discover the language a little bit more. So he said it's really confusing until you start discovering more uh, pages to the instruction manual and start learning more of the words so he says like once you start doing that you learn more of it but once you start doing that the game gets harder like a souls game too so he says and like that, uh it does a lot of different things
2: and that's fine and that sounds great like i'd be happy to be lost though but i'm not lost i'm stuck you know you know what i mean like i it's not like i'm exploring new areas and i don't know where to go it's it's i am stuck in the same little area and i have no idea how to get out of it
1: what was the last thing you got? Did you get the sword?
2: The sword. That's all I have. <laughs> I have nothing. Okay.
1: Okay. okay.
2: Well, I'm going so to get back it's, to it's, it and see that. Yeah. It, it, I'm not. Yeah. It's not that I'm not enjoying, you know, having to figure out what to do. It's that I am literally just stuck in an area and it made it not fun for me to the point where I put it down. I'll probably pick it up again. And like I said, it's clearly just I'm missing something obvious, but it's just frustrating and not enjoyable when I, it's not occurring to me what this obvious thing is that i'm missing
1: Do you ever i so i don't know how you both feel about this but like looking up not like a guide but looking up what to do in games is that something that you guys like if you have to do that with a game you don't like you knock the game down or are you willing to do that
2: to do that, but when it happens in the first hour of the game, you know, I'm just gonna get pissed off and be like, I don't even know why I, I care to look this up because I don't even know if I like this game yet and I'm yeah. already stuck and can't advance. So I'm just gonna put it down for now and if it calls to me again I'll I'll pick it up again. It's definitely a me problem. I'm I'm not taking anything away from the game. It's just frustrating
0: i'm not opposed to looking stuff up anymore i used to not do that when i had a lot more free time but i don't have as much free time right now and if it's a game i'm, I'm enjoying and i'm kind of stuck on it i'll i'll look look stuff up it's fine
1: yeah like with puzzles if i don't figure the puzzle out in 30 seconds i'm looking it up because i just like i'm so bad at them to begin with i don't need to lose 20 30 minutes trying to figure out a puzzle because i just don't enjoy find like looking up a puzzle or trying to figure out puzzles like ever
2: the only exception to that, I agree, Will, but the only exception to that is if it's a puzzle game, like a game like The Witness. You know, I wouldn't look anything up. Uh, the Portal games, you know, wouldn't look
0: those up. Speaking uh, of which, first-person puzzle games is we need more of those because there, there's just not enough of those. I agree. Yeah. So I, I think of you- uh, a game whose name I a game who I, that I loved whose name I always forget.
1: Talos Principle?
0: Talos Principle, thank you. I. Th- i don't know why i can never remember the name of that game but that was amazing the turing test was really good portal like you talked about cory i i love those type of games we need more of those
1: yeah it's a forgotten genre yeah at this
0: point. yeah if uh, anyone has any more that that uh might be interested in let me know
1: um but no yeah cory like i said i was just surprised to hear that um I'm going to get back into playing it more. So I'll be able to give more of a, more feedback on it. So I, cause like I said, you, you guys all play these like intense souls games, which would tell you nothing. So I was, I was surprised to read that. You said that you put it down because you couldn't figure out what was going on or got stuck in, in the beginning. So, yeah,
2: I, again, I, th- I think there's a big difference between not being able to figure out what to do and literally like just being stuck in an area. You know what I mean? Um, and I'd be happy if it was the former, but it's not. It's it's that I don't know how to advance from where I am. And I'm in a very small contained area.
1: Okay. Um, next thing, I played Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I beat that game and got the platinum and all that jazz. Um, hey, well Ghostwire done. Ghostwire Tokyo. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think very highly of this game. I think it's going to be a cult classic game. That's gonna be one that uh, gets forgotten about. But people are gonna look back, and be like you know what, that game was pretty fun. Um, and there's not gonna be a sequel. Um, it's gonna be. I'm trying to think of an example like, of a game like that. Like maybe a great Fall would be an example where people are like this game was pretty good, didn't get enough credit, uh, and then kind of gets like moved on from. Um, but yeah, no, I had a fantastic time with that. The final boss fight when you pull the wires out of the monsters like the final boss fight when you pull the when you use the ghost wire to pull the soul out of the final boss was so satisfying because the haptic triggers are a game changer on the playstation controller because the resistance you have as your character is like pulling on the wires and like in like a really intense fight it feels so good because you're just like putting all of your might into pulling down on these triggers so it kind of immerses you even more into the game um, I'm actually a little worried that my triggers are going to break from, <laughs> like, all the resistance it puts into it, and then me, like, forcefully pushing it down. I feel like my controllers are going to break sometimes. So, along... actually testament that... Go ahead, Dan. No, I was
0: just going to say, along those lines, well, I, uh, that's what I loved about using the Xbox One controller to play uh, Forza Horizon games, because it was the same way. The triggers would, yep. would give haptic feedback for... You know, acceleration and deceleration and braking and turning and all that stuff, and it, I love that. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah,
1: you feel you feel the rumble and all. Yeah, that you feel more connected to, uh, to
0: whatever you're doing. It's great.
1: Yeah, anybody anybody who says that that stuff isn't like a game changer is a lie is lying because I think it does a great job. Um, the only thing that I think the PlayStation controller does that's annoying is does voices through the controller. Because um, I've been playing a lot of Death Loop and it's super annoying. To just be like playing the game and then have like audio come through from a character talking to me like so the concept of that is like juliana talks to you in between loops so like she'll talk to you and it'll come through your controller i'm like just play it through my tv like every other game like i don't like that um the nhl games play goal songs through the controller i find that extremely annoying too um but like all of the like scent stuff that it does with the haptic triggers how the controllers rumble how you can feel like rain on them if they're implemented correctly like they do an excellent job with that, so. Um, but I love Ghostwire Tokyo. I got the Platinum. It took me about 40 hours, probably. Um, it's a ton of collecting, which is, you know, fine with me. I was kind of wanted to play a game where there was, like, a like a thon so I haven't really played one in a while because um, a lot of the open-world RPGs that I've been playing have, like, been very minimal on trophies and stuff like that for collecting things like Horizon. Like, there's not that many for collecting um, uh, that game stuff, so... Uh, It was nice to do a game like that, change it up. It was really peaceful and relaxing. Uh, When that game comes to Game Pass in a couple months, I highly recommend um, you guys give it a shot because I'm willing to bet money that it'll be on Game Pass before the end of the year. So, oh, if not the end of the year, this time next year. So um, get ready for that. I want to talk about Deathloop. Now, Deathloop was a game that I, I didn't trash at the Thummy Awards, but I didn't think very highly of it. And I want to walk back a little bit of what I said, because I went back to Deathloop, because once I finished Ghostwire, I actually asked you guys what I should be playing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's uh, right.
1: Between Cyberpunk, Dying Light, uh, um, and Valhalla. So I, like, I asked you guys, my friends, and you guys all said Dying Light, and they were all kind of different. But Evan said, just finish Hollow Knight, because you've been saying you wanted to platinum that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I've been playing that and Deathloop, because Deathloop is a short game, and I wanted to give it a second shot. But I've liked it significantly more this time than the first time, and I don't know why I didn't enjoy it the first time. So, like, it still has problems, and I don't think it's a 10 out of a 10 game, like it was getting rated. Um, But I think they do a lot of things really well. For example, the gameplay is really, really cool. Um, It plays like a fast-paced Dishonored, which is fun, because... In Dishonored, at least in the first one, because I never played the second one, I always felt like the combat was a little slow, a little methodical, and wasn't as fluid as I wanted. They might have fixed that for Dishonored, too. I don't know. I I didn't play it. I will eventually, though. But in this one, it's very fast-paced and frantic. So, like, you can do stealth, but if you get caught, the combat feels so good and satisfying that, like, it's worth getting caught sometimes. So, like, one of the abilities is called Nexus. And what that does is you can chain enemies together. So if you're in a room, I can throw a nexus down, a nexus spell. And like, so the like there's a final mission or not a final mission, a final level. Uh, I'll get into how the game's structured in a minute, but where everybody is in a ballroom dancing, you can throw a nexus slab down there and connect everybody in the room and then shoot one person in the head and it kills all of them and you wipe out an entire room. Huh. Um So that's a really cool move. You can also like kick somebody off of a mountain and use the Canarsis skill where you can then hit them with that, like a wind ability and it tosses them up into the air. And then you can shoot them in the the middle of the air because they're suspended for a minute. So like, there's a lot of really cool ways that you can chain abilities. So um, the game, so it is a time loop game. And I don't think they do the time loop amazingly well because instead of it like moving during the course of gameplay, you go off a menu and it progresses your time. So how it's structured is there's a morning, there's noon, afternoon, and evening, and then there's four areas. So at morning, you go into one of the four areas, which is Carls Bay, uh, Up Dom, The Complex, and Fearstead Rock. So you can go to one of those. So that you go into that, you play the level, whatever. You then exit the area and then it progresses to noon, and then you can choose one of the four to go into again. You finish that, you exit the level, and then it progresses to afternoon, and that's how the time loop progresses. I don't love that entirely, because you're kind of seeing all of that stuff changing off screen, and I think it would have been a lot better for them to have done that um, while you're playing the game, if that makes sense. Or at least, like, you can go to one of the four exits, which will take you to one of the other locations, and then it progresses when you, like, enter that zone, instead of having to go to a menu um, and doing it, so... That's, like, one complaint that I have with it. Um, I also don't love... So the concept of the game is you have to kill all the visionaries. Um, and they kind of walk you down that in a linear path. So, like, you can kill the visionaries any way that you want, that you find creative. But to actually break the loop, there's only one specific way that you can do it. And I was kind of hoping and kind of under the impression is that you can break the loop a lot of different ways. So, like, if you found a way that, like, that was different from you dan doing it from like Corey. that was what i was under the impression was happened but no it's like pretty linear linear how you have to do it they have get like main story quests that tell you how to do it you follow the set path and like one of the visionaries you kill off screen which is kind of a bummer too i don't like that um but those are like my only real complaints to the game because after like giving it a second chance like i think it's a pretty fantastic game um i definitely take back everything that i said about it kind of being like a a big disappointment last year uh-huh. um I don't really think that anymore I think I still prefer Ghostwire Tokyo a little bit more um but no I definitely do think very highly of Deathloop at this point and the concept of the game like I was thinking about it it's a really cool concept to be on an island away from civilization and you just repeat the first day on that island over and over and over again I just think that's a really cool concept for a video game and I've been fascinated about it so um, but I put a lot of, like a little bit of time into that. I almost had the platinum and I've only played like maybe 22 hours. So it's a short one. Um, so I've just been playing that and hollow night when I have time, cause school's picked up a little bit. Uh, so I'm just going to be working on those games probably for a, a little bit. And then I'm going to probably go into playing like triangle strategy, um, and tunic more once I get those done or at least get death loop done. Cause I'll probably finish death loop Sunday
0: night.
1: Uh-huh. So um, but yeah, I wanted to give that game a little bit more credit than I gave it last year, because I kind of I gave it a hard time and trashed it. But Arcane does a really good job with their games, and I want to play Dishonored 2 to see if the things that I felt about Dishonored 1, because while I really liked it, it had some things that I didn't necessarily love. I just want to know if those are a little bit different. So, um, and man, that art style, where it's like the 1950s kind of art style is really, really cool. So, and also like playing these levels, It's kind of thrilling to be hunted by Juliana. So, like, you're while you're trying to complete your quest, one of the visionaries spawns into your map and tries to hunt you while you're hunting them. So you play like this game of cat and mouse, which is really cool in my opinion. And you can make that multiplayer. So, like, one of the trophies I had to play as Juliana and kill Colt in the game. So I would do that, and like, it's really fun to be hunting down other players while they're trying to do something else entirely. So that is cool. um, I think they have a really yeah. good concept for a sequel to that game. I think the sequel can be infinitely better. So um, I would definitely say the game is really good. I don't think it's um game of the year contender necessarily. Oh, I can see it being a game of the year contender. I don't see it being a 10 out of a 10 and people saying that this game is like changing things. Um, a game like Elden Ring does that. A game like Deathloop does not.
0: Right.
1: So. Um, but yeah, no, I think highly of Deathloop now. So I wanted to get that out there because I was actually kind of excited to talk about it um, with people because I had been trashing it up until recently. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, there's that, and I think that's about it for the main things I've been playing. I've been dabbling with Hollow Knight, but that's nothing really to talk about. I'm just trying to finish off the, the last bit of content in that game before the sequel comes out, if that comes out. So uh, I've just been slowly working on that at this point. So very nice yeah uh, uh
0: all right let's get into some uh, nimble bits shall we
1: anyone have any news yes but i'm driving so i don't <laughs> know
0: him yeah no problem uh what about you cory any news i don't remember what i saw um I don't think so. Yeah, I do. I, I've i got to do a better job of uh, when I see interesting news articles pop up about games, I, I've got to save them and remember them for the episode. I know Sony um, put a
1: billion into Epic Games.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know what that means, but
2: are they buying Epic Games? I don't
1: think so. I don't, so. Think, they, I don't I... think they could. No, I think <laughs> Epic's too
2: big. That's funny. So Epic's gonna put out their own console, aren't they?
0: Oh, maybe. That would be neat.
1: I think uh, Sony and Epic should do like trophy support on Epic oh, PlayStation.
0: That would be great. Because that's yeah, one of the yeah, things exactly. that's one of the things I miss about uh playing games on uh well Epic games but also the Switch is not having achievements or or you know trophies in in the PlayStation's case.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is about achievements and trophies and stuff like that, but like, it's an extra layer for me that makes me just get more into it, and it sucks that Epic Games and Switch don't have that, and I don't understand, you know? Yeah. Like, it can't be that hard to implement.
0: Uh, speaking of Epic Games, XCOM 2 is one of the free games this, this week, along with, let me check out the other one because I don't remember what it, what it was. Uh, so if you are looking for free games, uh, XCOM Two was 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 pretty good. So I'm calling up my Epic Games client right now, so I can get the other one. Because I actually didn't claim that one because I already have it on Steam. So, uh, Damn. let's see, the I'm other. This... Speaking of Steam, sorry Dan, not no, it's fine. The other the other
2: free game is Insurmountable. Go ahead, Corey. I was just gonna say I've been thinking about getting a Steam Deck. Oh, okay. I read a hardware review of it in my Game Informer magazine, um, which that, that, I don't know if you guys remember me sending the Pokemon article, but not Pokemon by category. That was from Game Informer. Um, But I don't know. I'm kind of in that phase where, like, PC seems to be the right place to be right now, but... um, Oh, yeah, it is. For me, but who knows? And the Steam Deck... It claims to be able to run everything pretty well, um, and is an, at an affordable price point. I think four hundred is for the base model. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. Uh, so, model. so Tim is on the wait list to get one of those. He hasn't gotten his yet, but he is on the on the list. Okay. Uh, I think he was going to get the most expensive. I'm pretty sure he's going to get the most expensive one, um, but he hasn't. Like there, there was, um, you know. It, that all came about during the hardware shortage, which is yeah still kind of present. Not as bad, but there, I, I think it's going to take them a while to get caught up on, on orders and stuff. So,
2: yeah, I'm into it. I'm also tempted to get an Oculus Quest too. Okay. I so have why not?
0: <laughs> I have not played my sons yet, um, but I very much want to. But the the good thing about that, I don't know if I was talking about it, but. Uh, so not only can you play games like on the device, but you can connect it to your PC to play VR games on your PC. And it's just one USB-C cable that oh, wow. connects from, you know, from your laptop or computer or whatever to the to the headset. So, you
1: That's know, it, it
0: doesn't have a huge bundle of cables like, you know, the first versions of that did. I, I, I haven't paid much attention to to all that stuff and the upgrades that those systems have made, but it is just one cable from the, from the computer to the to the oculus so
2: gotta start adapting now right because pretty soon we'll all be living in the metaverse
0: oh i'm not i'm not (laughs) not, i'm not into that neither am i i
1: am for certain
2: things i mean i it's appealing to me but i'm definitely going to be one of those people who needs to unplug at yeah. the end of the, the the metaverse
0: day, you know. Yeah, yeah I, have, I enjoy the I enjoy the real world too much. Well, that that's what I was just going to say. I I have like I like to go into video games and virtual worlds to, you know, for my escape, but you know, you you that can't be the majority of your time, right? Like, you know, it's it, it wouldn't be the same. I'm not I'm not yeah. not into the metaverse stuff. Um, speaking of metaverse, I have I do have a little bit of news uh,
2: ads are reportedly coming to Xbox free to play games later this year which i thought was interesting it makes me a little bit nervous that this is the first step towards like slapping ads on all game pass games oh, um, hey. but as of That's as weird. of right now it's just uh i'm just reading this article from tech raptor um two anonymous sources have claimed that microsoft is planning to put advertisements within Xbox free to play games sources speaking to business insider respect to this program could go as could go live by the third quarter, that means that we could see its debut as early as July 1st. Dude,
1: this uh, is what really makes me mad about Microsoft and Game Pass. It's like, oh, great deal, great deal, great deal. But like now they're just going to find every single way to monetize that because I don't think they're making any money off of it.
2: Um. Yeah, uh, just reading a little bit more here, though. These ads likely won't be some kind of on-screen pop-up either. Rather, it looks like Microsoft's plans will be to integrate ads natively into a game. One cited example is virtual billboards placed within racing games just like billboards in the real world. That doesn't bother me, because that fits.
1: Okay, that, yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, th- I mean that's a def- definitely a way better approach, but when they say free-to-play games, it makes me think of games like Rocket League and Fortnite, not you know, yeah. games on game, any game on Game
0: Pass. Yeah, no, I um, agree. So we'll see. I mean, that would make sense even in, in a game like Fortnite, right? Like, the, there's there's billboards and signage, and you know that would be fine because that's not it doesn't feel out of place, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um I am worried about the evolution of that, though.
1: Very we'll interesting service at this point for I don't even like what Sony's doing either because I kind of worry about the path that these could be going down. Yep. Call me old man yelling <laughs> at the cloud, but
0: it is a little bit of that. But you like we we're, we've been alive long enough to know how how these things end up, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's not like when we started doing the podcast, like the gaming industry was big, but like. I don't know. I felt like we were kind of secluded off from everything, but literally everything like it's so big now. Like the Activision deal was like the biggest deal in entertainment or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like crazy to think about how big video games have become and how everyone plays some form of a video game at this point. It's like yeah. we're not like the small little like industry anymore.
0: That's true, and it's only going to get bigger. I'm I'm sure as time progresses.
1: Yeah, yep. as soon as metaverse starts taking off, yeah, it's going to be even bigger.
0: Yeah. Um, Let me just scroll real quick here and see if they can come up with anything else. Uh, uh <laughs> Will, you remember Club Penguin? Yeah. Apparently there was a uh, relaunch of Club Penguin called Club Penguin uh, Rewritten, and it was shut down by authorities, and there was three people arrested.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I have to Is see Penguin?
1: why. Is it owned by someone? Um. Uh... Let it me...
0: must be right. Copyright yeah, infringement, Dan. It was copyright infringement. Yeah, it just happened uh... to show up
2: show up in my feed as you said that. That's weird.
0: Okay. Yeah, so they must have, uh, you know, after the official Club Penguin, they must have like relaunched it as you know their own project, even though there was no no uh, rights to it, right?
1: Yeah. I wonder who owns them now then Club Penguin. I don't know. Probably someone like Disney.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. Probably. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm not seeing anything. Okay.
0: Uh, Will, how was your week?
1: I'm um, good. Uh, um, I was really busy with school this week, which was kind of annoying. I did the first thing, I didn't study ever, but I decided to study for this one task that I had in one of my harder classes. And. I quickly remembered why I don't study because I put the most effort into studying this time and my grade was worse on my test than my other tests for this class. So I'm like, this is why I don't study yeah. a waste of my time. I'm just thinking about all of the other things I want to do uh, while I'm trying to study. <laughs>
0: That's how I was too. So I, I always did better when I went in kind of blind.
1: Yeah. My motto is I like to have a little bit of doubt going into the test that I'm going to do well. Yeah. You know, it's yep. be a little thrilling for me. That's how I do school. That's why I've been in school for so long, too. <laughs> um, so I did that, and I played a lot of video games. I'm coming back from Rhode Island right now. Allie's going to Florida for her spring break with her friends. Because One of her best friends lives in Tampa. Uh-huh. So I went up to grab her cat, actually, and see her before she left. So I've got Cinder in the car with me, if you've heard meowing. That's, that's why. Um, and then I'm going back up next weekend for the actual weekend when she gets back because um, i don't have any I don't have work stuff. So. but yeah that's kind of what i've been doing uh that's like really it for me to be honest what, you, what about you Corey? what do you got
2: um let's see oh uh trip to florida also will you just mentioned ali's going down there um went to see the grandparents down in leesburg florida it was a lot of fun really nice visit um Holy smokes, I want to be like them when I'm 90 <laughs> if uh-huh. I make it that long. Uh we at at one point um so our grandfather is 92. Um just turned 92. And we went to visit him and he, first of all, I found out that he averages 2000 more steps a day than than I get. Wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm 35, so <laughs> good for him. Yeah. And at one point we were all going for a walk and he was a little bit slow to get his shoes on. So he had to catch up and I turn around and he's running to catch up with us. 92 uh, year old man. Um, good for him. He, at one point he also showed me one of the exercises he does in his exercise class and it's elbow to.
0: You seized up again, Corey. Knee... Oh. We lost Corey. Like
1: that too. What's that? I feel like this happened the last time he was on
0: too. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe his router's not good or something. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I cut out. Where uh, where'd you lose me? Uh elbow
1: to knee. Yep,
0: yeah, elbow to knee exercise.
2: Elbow to knee exercise was very impressive, uh too. So um the uh, yeah, my main takeaway was I want to start taking better care of myself because I want to be able to be like that when I'm that age yep um so that was really nice to see it is important um and they've always been the people that would say like oh anything's fine in moderation you know they're just those very steady kind of free-spirited but tempered people um it's great also had a great time in florida got to go to the beach um i had to work for some of the trip, which is never fun. And anytime I go somewhere, I always say like, okay, I'm not going to work at all, but it's just inevitable that I have to do something, which is frustrating. Um, which leads me into my next point. I always like to talk about the things I'm watching. I started watching Severance on Apple TV, Apple Plus, whatever uh-huh. it's called. Uh, really interesting concept for anybody that isn't familiar with the show. Um I saw it had like an 8.9 rating on IMDb and I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. And I saw that Adam, Adam Scott, is that his name? Adam Scott was in it, who is an actor that I've always enjoyed watching. Um, So I put it on and the premise is that uh, I think it's near future. There's this technology that allows you to sever your brain when you arrive at work. So if you think about it, you basically have two existences and the either has no idea what's going on with the other one. So as soon as you in the, in the show they get on the elevator and when they start going down the elevators, when that brain switch happens and then their home brain shuts off and their work brain takes over work brain has no idea what's going on with the home brain home brain has no idea what's going on with the work brain. So when you're home, As far as you're concerned, you just go to work. You don't work. You just go there, and then next thing you know, you're leaving. Work brain, you're always at work. Huh. Interesting concept, but it does it plays a lot with the metaphor in that, like the stuff, the the work brain. People who are basically stuck at work is the premise of the show, uh, because they decide it's miserable and they want to get out, but they can't because they're request to resign always gets denied by their home brain. Um, So the work brain can submit a request to resign the position, but the home brain is the one that sees the request, turns it down because as far as they're concerned, this other person is basically doing all the work for them and they don't have to be there, Uh, which is a really interesting concept, but it also, it pokes a lot of fun at like corporate life, um, they get all excited because the rewards for doing a good job are things like pens, you know, and Chinese <laughs> Chinese finger traps. You know, it's just like this simple yeah. but miserable existence. Um, and they have a clever way of punishing employees in that they sit them down. They bring them to the what they call the break room, and it's this big ominous thing when you get in trouble. And uh, they sit you down, and you have to say this thing. You have to say, I... Uh, Forgive me for the harm that I caused the world. Only I can repent for what I've done and make it better, yada, yada, yada. But they hook you up to a lie detector test. And if it says that you're you're lying or not believing that you're sorry, they make you say it again. And they make Uh. you say it over and over and over again until you believe it. Which is kind of a mind effort, you know? Yeah. in a way, that's what work life is. Is it's like you're basically lying to yourself to believe in a message to work for somebody else to make them rich while you're just a drone, you know? Yeah. And it's it's why the the importance of at will work. That's why that's so important. Yeah. Um, and I think that it does a really good job of toying around with that and exposing uh, all the interesting aspects of of that idea of at will employment
0: really interesting
2: interesting show yeah
0: that's that's fascinating
2: it's hard to recommend to people because it's really slow moving and if you aren't interested in the premise uh i don't think you would enjoy the show Uh um so i've been watching that i also just watched uh last night we started watching the outer range which is Really interesting. Josh Brolin uh, is the main character in this. uh, I I don't know exactly where they are, but he's on a ranch with hundreds of acres, thousands of acres maybe. um, And he discovers what's more or less, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, more or less a wormhole on his property. Um, uh, It's tough. uh, Yeah, I won't talk about it because there's only two episodes of it out. And at the end of the second episode is kind of when they... Uh, expose what is going on with the wormhole. So Uh I won't spoil it, but interesting show. Um, I always love when those more traditional dramas kind of cross over with sci-fi. I I think there's a ton of opportunity there. And it's one of those things that's really hard to do well. It can seem really hokey, but when they, when they do it right, it's, it's always great. And I think they're doing a pretty good job here. Nice. Um, That one's called the outer range.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, that's on Prime, I believe. Um, uh-huh. I'm watching a lot. I, I started watching Demon Slayer again. I talked to Will a little <laughs> bit about that. That's the anime I've been watching. Uh, watched that on the plane because Allegiant Air doesn't do doesn't have Wi-Fi. So I downloaded some uh-huh. <laughs> Demon Slayer episodes to watch. Uh, still getting through Star Wars Rebels. Almost done with that. I'm in the last season. Only a couple more episodes left. Started watching the Cuphead show. That's pretty Uh-oh. good. uh-huh um really entertaining if you like old-fashioned cartoons it's it's a good watch on netflix and they're doing a second season of it so that's exciting um also what am i what else am i watching i start watching space force again i know people don't like that show but i find it endearing enough that it's just it's the it's the last show i like to put on before i go to bed uh-huh. um Nothing too crazy. It's kind of calming. And it's just kind of yeah, uh, innocent fun. So sure. I, I enjoy it. Um, still want to watch the Halo show. That's on my list. But <clears throat> yeah, watching a lot of lot of shows. A um, lot of good stuff out there. And I found I don't know if you guys ever use the Real Good app, but it's a good way to track all the TV shows you're watching. Because as you noticed, I was able to fire those off pretty quickly, and that's <laughs> yeah. because I had the Real Real Good app open. Track which episode you're on and everything.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I like watched a TV show. Game of Thrones probably was would be the last one. You guys, somebody's got to watch the Star Wars shows with me. I need someone
2: to talk to about it. I have all this Star Wars lore in my head with no
0: one to talk about it with. Because you (laughs) You watch? Did you watch all of the Book of Boba Fett? Yes. I, I think Good I watched snap. like half of the Mandalorian, the first season. I don't think I finished the, the first season. Man,
2: that's that to me is where the best Star Wars is happening is uh, in the Mandalorian, and I even really enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett. Um, they kind of got away from the Mandalorian story in the Book of Boba Fett, which obviously makes sense because it's about Boba Fett. But then right. they get back into the Mandalorian story by the end of the Boba Fett series. So gotcha. Uh,
1: um, I very... bought the Skywar or the Skywalker Saga. The Lego one. Lego oh, really? Again. Yeah. Uh, it apparently is like one of the greatest Star Wars games huh. made. That's so I got that. I haven't Not played familiar. it yet. It, it's uh, all nine movies in the game. Oh, cool. Yeah. Apparently, that's like you can fly to any planet that's in the movie, like Hoth, um, uh, Tatooine, all of those, and like explore them, find collectibles, and then you play through the story of each movie.
0: Interesting i'll have to look into
1: that i reviewed really 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 well huh
0: yeah that is interesting okay
2: um that's it other than trying to learn as much as i can about cryptocurrency and have fun with that although things have been dropping over the last what three weeks now we're on
0: a pretty big slide yeah and it's been trading sideways and or going down so
2: which is which is scary for a new investor. Yep. Um I, I as I've said to you guys multiple times, I when I first invested, I think I got teased because everything went up for about two straight weeks and I'm like, the what's the catch? This is too easy. Yeah. Uh, I was ready to retire my you know, quit uh-huh. my job and retire. Uh and then when it starts going the other direction, you're like, Oh, okay. Yep. Now I now I understand. Um But you know, it's still fun, and I think even even worst case scenario, all this crypto stuff blows up and the bubble bursts and everything tanks, and people decide, okay, we're not, it's not time for this. We're still a few years out and I lose all my money. I still think I've learned enough valuable lessons about um, just investing and, and how to pay attention to things and and learn about things that you know my money was well spent at this point even if i lost it all i don't see that happening but worst case scenario if it does i still probably would have no regrets
0: yeah absolutely and that's kind of how i feel too um because you know eventually i think it's going to be a a huge thing uh even if it's kind of niche right now yep and you'll just be prepared at that point you know if if, like you said if it doesn't pan out right now which i i don't think that's the case uh maybe not necessarily in its current form but it's you know it's it's here at this point so
2: yeah and just being able to like see through the nonsense and see what has legs what doesn't um, yeah and, and and not even that that necessarily is what's going to make you the most money because as people say you know the the only known is that there is an opportunity to make money right now and you can do that you can make money on Coins that are meaningless projects. If you're savvy enough about it, yep. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there, and I'm just I'm grateful to be in it now because uh, one of those things that you hear people talk about, you think to yourself, "Ah, I should get in on that, but then you're too lazy to actually do anything (laughs) about it. So sure, certainly, certainly, and then you end up regretting it uh, for your whole life. So certainly grateful to you, Dan, for helping to get me set up. (laughs) Oh sure, introduce me to all of this stuff. No problem, um, because at least now I won't have that regret of, you know, well, oh, I should have, should have gotten in or should have right. tried it out. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm in it now. And it was kind of fun because when I first started, I, I bought all the coins that I had heard people talk about over the years or wished I had invested in over the years. And then to finally be in it was just kind of nice. Even though some of them I've already moved money from yeah. realizing that they don't have
0: legs. Um, or um, you can't put enough money into them that it, that it'll make you a lot of money. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I do some of that. Like, obviously you made a good point early on, Dan, and we don't need to get too in the weeds on this, but you made a good point early on that. If it, if it's something that has a high value, you can get in on it, but you're probably not going to get rich off of it. Right. Um, but there are some exceptions to that. Like, uh, Uh, what's the one I did Solana was one that's like a hundred and something per coin Uh um, which you know you invest even if you were able to invest a thousand bucks that's still only ten Solana you know so if it goes up a few bucks you're not getting rich off of that you're just making a few bucks Um, whereas some of the ones that I have like several hundred thousand coins you know those if they do go up in price will be more impactful right um but i mentioned solana that is one that i did invest in just because i have a good feeling about it even though i only have a a couple solana at this point it's still something and it's Uh fun to to be a part of and and hopefully see that skyrocket i mean you hear all sorts of estimates from things tanking to negative 10 times to going up 10 times you know so who knows who knows
0: yeah, and you know, you get your your technical analysis people that that are heavy on the on the charts and stuff, and you know, some of that's useful, but a lot, you know, a lot of it's not. You know, there's, there's so many
2: no, external really factors. Yeah, yeah, there's so many external factors. You can you can pay attention to trends all day, and you know, try to identify them and and predict them when they seem to be coming. And in some cases, you're going to be right. But honestly, based on what I've seen, the old adage stands that nobody knows. Shit about what is how does the saying go? Nobody knows S about F or is yeah. the other way around. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's true. I, I haven't seen anybody really nail predictions. I granted I've only been in this for not even a month, but um, or about a month at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, it's, it's, uh, it's for, for the most part, people you know, like I, I don't know, uh, it seems like guessing. I know there's more to it than just guessing, but. It really, like, it's just, it's a hard thing to predict. You, like, you, once you get a, get a feel for the space, I feel like you can kind of make, you know, decent decent enough decisions without uh, being an expert in, in technical analysis, you know? Yep.
1: It's Definitely. funny getting everybody's opinion on what the best route is, because as Corey said, no one has any idea, because it's like, people are be like, oh, these cryptos aren't real things, and like, But we invested in Ethereum and Bitcoin. Well, guess what's down right now? Ethereum and Bitcoin. So it's like, there's really just no way of actually knowing how any of this works. You just kind of, at least for me, you guys have a little bit more insight. I just kind of follow what you guys tell me. But I feel like I'm throwing darts in a dark room. You know, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like hoping and praying something works that you guys are doing. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. It's fun though. Like uh, it consumes most of my time during the day, actually. Yep. Uh, uh, anything else, that, Corey? No, no, yeah. I've I've talked plenty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really have all that much to to add on. Um, we're still waiting for the weather to turn permanently nice here uh because we'll get a little tease of a few nice days and then like easter it's going to be 40 and rain and snow showers so yeah
2: so there's that it was i mean it was what 75 on thursday yeah wednesday or something and it's going to be in the 20s uh tomorrow
0: so yep bundle up yeah no fun Um but yeah, I think that's 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 everything. Uh anything you guys want to add on before we call it an episode?
1: Yeah, nothing. I don't
2: don't think so. Um Yeah, I was just glad we're able to talk about games and it's a good good time of year to be playing games and there's a lot of good games out there and
0: Yeah, I gotta uh take a look at the upcoming games and see what uh what I'm gonna be purchasing.
2: There's one coming out um, on Game Pass that I'm interested in that uh, the name's going to escape me. It's coming up in May. Oh, Auden Chronicle Rising. Huh.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like an uh, action 2.5D uh, RPG. Looks promising. Nice. Um, it's like a companion game to another game that's coming out next year, but it's oh. going to be free on Game Pass that's coming out in May. That's something I'm looking forward to in the short term. Cool, But um, if anybody has any recommendations for me, I am always curious and looking for fun games to try and eat up my time.
0: So if good. I have a ton
2: of it. <laughs> oh, uh, Fantasy Hockey Playoffs, let's go. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't get me going.
2: Yeah, so I just quickly, I, I snuck into the playoffs on the last day. Um, I managed to eke out the last point I needed to get the sixth spot uh and then i played will in the first round and
1: i'm so sour about that
2: just barely beat out will uh with a lot of luck had some players who had career weeks <laughs> uh, which is nice i feel, I feel I bad
1: at, well i looked at like how we would have squared up against eric and showtime and the other one we both would have won handily. yeah i,
2: just I, like, I didn't
1: look at that maybe. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was I was frustrated because I was like, man, my team's gonna win the championship
2: this year. I was yep. convinced. Yep, that's what I like but, about our league, though. So I know it's frustrating for the teams that are really good. Like I'm sure um, Jeff, who I'm playing this week, is really frustrated to see the score is ten-one, considering he was far and away the league leader in the regular season. So yeah, that's just yeah. the way our our league works. Is we have those luck categories, which again I like. I think it makes it more fun. Yep. Um, Penalty minutes, plus-minus, shutouts, I think, you know, those are pretty much random every week. And if you can get them in your favor, then you you got a chance.
1: I, I squandered, like, a 7-point week and a 19-hit week from Mitch Marner. Like, that never has happened. He had, so he has, like, 30 total hits on the air, 19 of them came from the week that I played you, Wow. That's crazy. Which... Now I, couldn't believe, I had a hundred hits like I couldn't believe it and I still a lot.
2: <laughs> uh, well hopefully I win this week it's been a while since I've been in the finals uh, even longer since I've won so hopefully I can I can pull it out depending on what happens you're
1: gonna play Val maybe right
2: or Eric I'm not sure who's gonna win between them I think it's pretty
0: close it could go either way yeah yeah we'll see all right anything else nope All right, that'll do it for episode 507 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey, thanks for listening and get out of my basement.